Um, good morning, everybody. Okay, we're going to uh, take a few minutes to review some of the sodos we established last week regarding the halacha of Yichud, and then we'll jump in this morning to a few practical applications, halacha lemaisa discussion. <coughs> we saw the Gemara that quotes a posik that we derive the Isra of Yichud from, and we mentioned that it's a very interesting Lashen, Remez Yichud Min HaTorah Minayin, some would mashman, might not be a real Deiraisa, on the other hand, the vast majority of Rishonim say, it is Asr Min HaTorah, with the potential exception of the Rambam. The Rambam uses the language of Mipi Kabbalah, which according to, uh, to many Achronim, Mipi Kabbalah, means that it's not really an Isidiraisa. So that was one, uh, one debate we saw. What's clear though, getting back into the historic uh, origins of Yichud, we had three different levels. We have what we'll call the Isr Min HaTorah, which is Yichud with an erva. Then during the times of David HaMelech, after the Maisa with Amnon and Tamar, there was the Gezeira of Yichud with the Penuya Bas Yisrael, with the single girl of Bas Yisrael. And then many years later, during the times of the Talmidim, Shammai and Hillel, they extended the Gezeira to Yichud with, a, with an Ovedis Kochavim. So what we have is we have Yichud de Raisa and Yichud de Rabbanan. Yichud de Raisa is with an Erva, Potentially included in Erva is also Chayve Lavin. This is uh, the opinion of the Prisha and others that maybe the Isser de Reis of Yichud is telling us any situation where there's an Isser Min HaTorah, Lav Davka in Erva. Lav Davka, someone is Chayv Kareis, but even a Chayve Lav, for example, a Kohen and a Grusha, or Yisrael and a Mamzeris, maybe the Isser Yichud de Raisa would apply there as well. Now we saw the Mishnah in Kedushin da Peyam and Beis, where we had the distinction. The Mishnah told us that one man together with two women, that's problematic, just like one man and one woman. However, the other direction of one woman with two men, that's not an issue. Now this is assuming the Gemara said that we're talking about Kshirim and not Prutzim. If they're prutzim, if they're people who are not careful with the inyanim of arayos, so then even one lady with two men would be problematic. Even ten men is problematic. We did discuss somewhat that issue of how do we define ksherim versus prutzim. Rav told Rav Yehuda that they were not ksherim, which opens up the question, is there anyone who's a kosher? And, we, and it's, we saw the Rambam, who seems to paskin across the board that one wo- woman with even ten men is problematic. It sounds like he's assuming that Bismanaz everyone's prutzim. The Shulchan Aruch, though, argues with that, and we assume that a regular, regular guy, Shomer Torah Mitzvos, who's not known for pritzos, we assume he's a kosher. And therefore, Allah Chalamaisa. One woman with two men, assuming they're in that category, would be permissible. The question that we did not discuss last week is the sheer for yichud. Is there an amount of time where 
two people have to be together to officially be in violation of Yichud, or would we say even for a moment? Where is the practical application of this shaila potentially? Elevator. An elevator, right? We spoke about escalators on Shabbos, and now elevators <laughs> with Yichud, right? <laughs> If Rabbi Wasser was here, could he have a coffee in an elevator with a woman, right? That was a... elevator, door open any second. elevator, right? One second, though, before oh. we get to, to that, though, so yes. just the idea of, of, you know, even 10 men, right? I mean, Euclid is defined as alone. So at what oh. point do you say that if you have 11 people in a room, they're not alone? Right, at what point do you say that if you have a nice firm lady who's at you know, the Bills game, right? <laughs> and the assumption is they're all prutzim. Okay, is there a yichud right now? 90,000 people, is that yichud? This is a good shaila. It's a good shaila. It's not pashit. Not pashit as to where you draw that line. When the Gemara says even 10, it doesn't mean dafka 10 and not 11. It sounds like, all right, so where would you draw that line is not a simple question. Many no, fruits, as long as there are some not fruits, and there's some share them, right? Or that would that would be helpful. Yes, that I would be helpful. I, I mean, I mean, where do you draw a line? I mean, it, it sort of undermines the entire concept. Like, oh. what, what what are we even talking about at this point? Right. So, maybe we'll take a step back. There is a very important pischei tshuva. Right. This is also the Chachmas Adam, who says Yichud min haTorah is only one man and one woman. Period. Because that's real seclusion. Anything beyond that, let's say the case of our Mishnah, where one man is ushered to be with two women, that the Chachmas Adam says, that's an Isra Yuchud even if they're both Arayos. So it seems like Yichud means Dafka alone, secluded, isolated, one man, one woman. And then we have this Isra Durbanan where if the concern of Yichud applies to a different dynamic, you know, we have different Gedarim for what that is, then we extend the Isra of Yichud. To what point and to what degree do we extend it is a, is, is a good shaila. But the extension is Daraisa still? Or is that no, so the Chachmas Adam says anything more than one and one is going to be an Isra Darabanan. But we try to avoid those also, generally speaking. What age does start at? Oh. So what age does the Isra Yichud start at? We find in the, the Rambam, the Shulchan Aruch, that for girls it starts at three years old, and for boys it starts at nine years old. So this is very relevant when it comes to babysitting. Right? If you want, a, uh, let's say you have a nice, mature, middle school boy in eighth grade who's 14, you want to ask him to come over and babysit, and you have one little girl who's two years old, not a problem. Once she's three years old, if there's no other out, so then that would be be'etzim and isra v'yichud. Now we'll talk about there could be ways to avoid that, creating a situation of Pesach Pesuach, of Mirsus, of giving the neighbor the key to come over whenever they want to. We're not telling the babysitter exactly when you're going to come home, and therefore you could come home any moment. But be'etzim, the girls above three, that's problematic. Or the other way around, would be if you have a girl babysitter, probably more the, uh, the normal case because they might actually know how to babysit, right? <laughs> <laughs> you have a girl babysitter who's, I don't know, 16, and 
and you want her to come over and watch your son, who's 10. Osir, that's Yichud. Again, without other Eitzos, that would be an Isr of Yichud. Now, if there are other siblings there, then there could be more room for Heter, because we're going to speak about the idea of a Shomrim, other people who are there who could take away the Isr of Yichud. But just sticking to those particular cases, a 16-year-old girl babysitting a 10-year-old boy is problematic. Question. Yeah, I've heard that question many times about young. What about old? I just thought about this, like, at <coughs> the other oh. end of life, you might have, like, a caretaker or an old man. Right, so that's a good question. It's very relevant when you do have a caretaker. The Lushen of the Rambam and the Torah and the Shulchan Aruch is Bein Yalda Bein Zakena. Okay, are there any gedarim to that? So there are tshuvas from Ramosha and Tzitzeliezer and others that speak about, let's say you have a, a firm lady and she's a caretaker of, of a very elderly man. Is there a point where there's no longer an Isra Yichud? And it could very well be that if he doesn't have Gevuros and Noshim, it's just not shayach, it's not possible to come to a situation, right, of, uh, of actually being together. So then there, there's definitely room to be makel. Well, he's blind. <laughs> well, that question comes up really more in the situation of baila be'ir. We're going to get to that, right? If the husband's in the city, that's going to be a header we'll see momentarily. Is someone blind? So they have no idea. Well, if that, he doesn't know you're there, that wouldn't be a problem. But if he knows you're there, even if he's a sumo, that should be an issue. Isn't Yisra Yichud like a problem that is going to come to a Maisa Bia? And therefore, if there's no possibility of a Bia happening physically, would that not... Um... Well, that's really the svara that the Tzitzeliezer and Moshe speak about when it comes to that case of watching an elderly man who the Maisa just not shayach. It's not possible, mm-hmm. you know. Um... Interesting, though, if you have, let's say, a boy and a girl. The boy is 12, and the girl is 13. Is it a good idea to leave them alone just to schmooze and hang out for hours? Probably not, right? Is that an Isra of Yichud? Brother and sister? No, just stop. Stop. They're neighbors. Not a good idea. Is it Usr? Interesting, the answer is no even though the boy's above nine and the girl's above three, <clears throat> but for reasons beyond the scope of our shir, we don't apply the Isr Yichud to Chinuch. So meaning that the 16-year-old girl, she can't be B'Yichud with a 10-year-old boy. But girls and boys, each one assuming is below bar and bas mitzvah, they would not officially have the Isr of being together B'Yichud. Interesting ha'ara. Um... Is there a shear for yichud? Right? When we speak about uh, the yichud room after the chasana, right? there's usually a discussion. How many minutes should chasana and kala be there to be considered be yichud? Or do we say, chatzi shear osr min ha-torah? Just like you can't have even a little nibble of bacon because chatzi shear osr min ha-torah. So maybe the same thing is true with yichud. Even if two people are together in a situation where it could come to to be together, but they're only together for a moment, and then he leaves. Okay, but chatzi shir asr min ha So all the poskim say 
that it depends on the environment in which you're in. If you're in an elevator where it's true, you might be isolated for five seconds, but it's not possible to come to a shir of yichud. It's not possible to have that time in seclusion where relations could take place. So then there's no chatzi shir. The whole isr is you can't be in a situation that could lead to this. If it can't lead to this, then even being there for a moment is not problematic. If, though, it's in the house, in the office, in some other setting where if you were to linger there for a while, then it could definitely come to, to being together. So then even being in the same room for a minute, that's chatzi shir, that's asr. Right? So we make that distinction. Meaning any any part of that time, as long as it could lead to the iser, even, even a second, even right. even a moment, yeah, that's problematic, right? All right, but that's why elevators are mutter. Now, one more point here in some of the background regarding relatives: who exactly is in the category of an erva? that we say is usher to be together in seclusion with. So we know the classic, you know, Aishis Ish or Kalaso, one's daughter-in-law. And then we also know the exceptions. The Mishnah told us that a mother with her son or a father with his daughter, there's no Isr Yichud. And that applies in all directions, all generations, intergenerational, you might say. <laughs> So that means a grandfather with his granddaughter or a great-great-grandmother with her great-great-grandson. Up and down in that direction is never a problem of yichud. And that was really the exception that the Pasuk told us, ben yimecha. However... Even if they're prutzim? Even if they're prutzim, yes. We don't assume there's a concern when it comes to that, that relationship. How about brother and sister? So brother and sister are officially, they're in erva. If you were to say harayat mikudashasli and give a, a ring to your sister, nothing happens. There's no chalos kedushin. So the Gemara says when it comes to a brother and sister, yichud is mutter, but dira is aser. So to be together, the yichud is not a problem, which makes life a lot easier when parents have to go out. There's no iser yichud with the sister. But living together consistently, that the Gemara says, that's inappropriate. You can't do that. How do we define yichud momentarily in contrast to dira? So many posts can say it's a similar halacha to that which we find by mezuzah. When you rent a place, the of mezuzah only comes on after you've been there for 30 days. Not to be confused, when you buy a place, the of comes on immediately. Okay? Or... All the halachas we find about, are you considered a resident if you just moved in? Shloshim So many posts can say that for brother and sister to live together more than Shloshim Yom, that's problematic. But what this means is that if you have a family who lives in Boca, and brother and sister now are going to New York, they're going to be in school, yeshiva, and it just, it's more cost effective to have them share an apartment. So that would be also. Brother and sister cannot share an apartment if they're living alone together. If they're together for 28 days, and then they come home for a day, and then they go back, does the clock restart? So the Pashtun shot is if there's a back and forth, it would restart. That's a good answer. Go for 
It might be a good etza technically to avoid it, but I'm not sure it would be a ruach hachomim noicholo. I don't know. The smell test doesn't pass. Yes. Anyway, how about an ant? And if, they, if one of them was married, If one of them was married, meaning let's say you have a brother living with his sister who's married. Oh, so first of all, that would be a situation of two men and one woman. And... What's that? And so the, 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 the brother spouse. is married. Right, right. And you also have... The heter of of ishto mishmarta, which we'll learn about if the wife is there. Um, in this case, that would have no application because you have two men. That's right, no application. You would have potentially baila beir. Again, there are many ways to make it mutter. The real shaila is, you know, what's what's the appropriate way of setting it up, you know. Okay, regarding an aunt, so obviously anyone who is married into the family, that, that has the regular status of any erva, right? So your aunt who's married to your father or mother's brother is an erva. Sister-in-law. A sister-in-law is an erva, right? Daughter-in-law is an erva. How about an aunt that's the actual sister of your father or mother? So there the assumption of most poskim is that the Isra Yichud would apply, Ramosha was under the assumption, though, that when it comes to a blood aunt, there's no Isr Yichud, similar to a sister. We actually find this analogy when it comes to the Isr Nagiya, right? When it comes to being able to give, you know, a hug and a kiss to a family member. So again, that relationship going up and down, parent to child, grandparent, great-grandparent, mutter, l'chadchila, mitzvah, lasos, ke, no problem. How about giving a hug to a sister? or giving a hug to a blood aunt. So it's funny. Most people assume that by an aunt, there's really no heter, and by a sister, there's no problem, right? When it comes to a sister, the Lushen of the Shulchan Aruch and Eben Ezer Chav Aleph is that it's not ideal. It's definitely not, not the derech of B'nai Torah as they get older, you know, to have... Uh, hugs and kisses with the sister. Is it usr? The answer is it's not usr. And the same thing is true for an aunt. It's not usr min hadin. Not advisable if the whole Torah, if the whole family is b'nai Torah and they appreciate the guidelines of Shulchan Aruch, it should not be done. However, it's very important to know these halachos when your aunt is 87 years old and she's not religious and for you to have to start giving a whole the Torah, really, it's mutter, the Shulchan Aruch says that if she wants to give you a hug, you give her a hug and shine, right? All right. If she's not religious and also not 87 years old, it's the same thing. It'd be the same thing as well. It depends, though, if there are, sometimes you could have an aunt who's even younger than you, right? So a lot gets down to the whole fifth Shulchan Aruch of Seichel, knowing oneself, yes. But you could go to the fifth Shulchan Aruch because in the first four volumes, right, it's not officially Aser. Right. Right. The uncle, it's Aser, right? Aser. Okay, some of the background over here. Let's jump into one more Shaila, and then we'll see some of the Heterim and the Gemara. How about Ger? If you have a, a young man or young lady, they convert, 
So officially, their biological parents are not their halachic parents. From a Dindiraisa standpoint, Gershim Isgayer can marry his mother, right? Katan Shinolat, he can marry his mother. Not advisable. But, uh, <laughs> so when it comes to Yichud, what do we say? Do we say, listen, parent, child, that's mother, or do you put on the halachic lenses? They're no longer parent, child. It should be also like any other erva. So Moshe held the pashtus, it's mother. Because the whole Indian here is not based on the technicality of who has the status of being a father or a mother to this particular son or daughter. It's based on the reality that there's no, there's no taiva. There's no taiva when it comes to parents and children. That's a biological factor. That's not a halachic factor. Right, so that was the, the shot of Ramosha, and that's how we paskin. Oh, so when it comes to stepchild or adopted children, right, you could argue in Lumdis, it's not as pushit as it is by a ger. Because a ger, this is your child. You know, so <clears throat> that happens to be a major, major discussion in the poskim. The Tzitzel Yezer has a long tshuva on this. He actually has a whole section in Chelik Vav, the Tzitzel Yezer, Simen Mem where he says, because there are so many questions of Yichud that come my way all the time, I felt it could I to write a small kuntris on all the halachas of Yichud. And that small kuntris is hundreds of pages long. <laughs> <laughs> so he has a whole simon on, on this topic of adopted and, uh, and stepchildren. And Ramosha also has a tshuva on the subject. So let's do this. I don't want to forget to come back to it because this is very nogeya and very important, but I want to get the, the groundwork first. So please remind me to come back to this in case I forget. In order to build up to that, though, let's jump to page four. These are the heterim we find in the Gemara itself. And then we'll see what we're allowed to build from these heterim. The only heter we know so far is what the Mishnah told us when it comes to the parental line. Now we have Omar towards the middle. If her husband is in the city, then we're not concerned for Yichud. If her husband is in the city, we're not concerned for Yichud. Now during the, the night Seder in the Kolel, we spent a lot of time discussing Machlokis here, Rashi and Tosfos. Rashi seems to learn that it's not really mutter, it's just there's no Malkus, but there's no real heter of Baal Be'ir. Tosfos disagrees, and we're going to go with Tosfos because that's how, that's how we paskin. So the way we read this Gemara Halacha Lamaisa is, when her husband is in the city, there is no Isra of Yichud. Does that mean, regardless, like Prutzim, anything, meaning there's no, even with ten men or anything? Does it take away every situation? Oh, that's a good question. We're going to see a qualification in the Gemara itself in one moment. But maybe just to look at Rashi, Rashi that's underlined, Bala Be'ir, what's the general svara of the heter? So he says we're going to skip the first word because that's a whole world of lumdus. But he explains, Demistofi mi bal hashta osi. Right, he's afraid, she's afraid rather, that her husband might walk in any moment. He's Be'ir, who knows where he could be. It sounds like the Pashub Shatlafi Rashi is at a very practical, realistic concern that he might come home any moment, 
And therefore, if the whole concern of Yichud is pitui, that this man might seduce the lady, and that's always the assumption that it's the man who is the instigator, so then if Baal Be'ir, she would never allow herself to be seduced. Let's just jump to the Rambam, though, for one moment, to see the way the Rambam explains the heter of Baal Be'ir. This is on page 11, Halacha Yud Beis. That's paraphrasing the Gemara. Why is there no problem? Because the fear of her husband is upon her. Sounds like a healthy relationship. <laughs> but obviously what he means is that there is this emotional blockage. I'm not going to allow myself to be uh, seduced by this man because my husband's in the city. Amos bala laha. So is there a machlokus between Rashi and Tosos based on how they describe the heter of bala beir? Some suggest that they mean pretty much the same thing, and that's the approach of the Chachmas Adam. That they're, they're saying it in different ways, but it's the same basic concern. Since he could walk in any moment, that's enough to make Yichud Mutter. Others suggest that there might be a machlokis here between Rashi and the Rambam. The Rambam, by the way, is quoted by the Torah in the Shulchan Aruch, that maybe Rashi's holding, it's more of a practical concern, he might walk in any moment, which would mean, if you know for sure, he's not coming home right now, his office is 20 minutes away, it might be in the same city, but you just spoke to him on the phone, and you hear the background noise, you know he's at his office, so right now there's no concern of hashta'asi. Maybe there would be no heter of Yichud. In the Rambam's world, the way he explains the Svara, that Amos bala laha, maybe you could argue, even if she knows for sure he's not coming home. I just spoke to him. Nonetheless, there's that psychological blockage that would allow her to be the Yichud with somebody else. Why is that bala beer? Married lady, period. Because it was in a different city. It's called psychological distance. Ooh, thank you. I don't have a PhD yet, so I can't. <laughs> that was on the tip of my tongue, also. <laughs> can, can you be Mosif? Yeah, um, it, it's, it applies for physical distance, but also for time. That um, you're more focused on details the closer you are in time or space to things. Um, and your, your mind works differently than if you have physical or temporal space. Beautiful. And there's a lot of research to back that up. Uh, Namely, a Rambam. Right? <laughs> so they, the gave a, they gave it a fancy name. Right. <laughs> but, but this actually, this is a major machlokus in contemporary postkin. How far do we extend the heter of Baal The Chazanish was, was somewhat makele in this regard, and he felt even if practically there's no concern of him coming to the door any moment, Baal Be'ir creates an Ema, and therefore there's no Isr Yichud. Ramosha understood it much more like the Pashid reading of Rashi, so it has to be a realistic possibility for him to walk in. So, uh, generally speaking, we try to be Makbid like Ramosha, because you could argue, even if there is a technical heter of Baal Be'ir, it's still probably not the most ideal environment to be in, right? We saw in the very beginning from the Rambam that when it comes to the area of Yichud, it's the Gorem HaGodol for Arayos, 
And even if one feels confident nothing will happen, it's still likely inappropriate to be hanging out with somebody's wife for a long period of time, regardless of the technicalities. If you have a more Kuladic situation of Yichud, for example, let's say an aunt with a, with a nephew, and, and it's not the, the more stringent type of Baila Beir, would you be able to be used yes, as a Kuladic? Yes, yes, yes. One thing that you see all throughout the Chuvas is basically, and, and this is so, it's a beautiful sugya. That's why I chose it for the first sugya of the Kolil, because they're isolated Gemaras. There's about five blot or so all throughout Shas that really deal with these issues. And then you have the Rishonim and the Achronim and the Postgim just expanding on all of the different heterim, how do we define them? And in a situation where something's not Pashat or there's a Tzorich, can you be Mitztarif, a few different things together? And oftentimes the answer is yes. We'll see that as well when we get to the issue of visiting the doctor. Let's go weiter though. Now we have a second heter from the Gemara. Amar of Yosef. Pesach besuach l'rishusa rabim ein choshishin mishum yichud. If the door is open to the Rishusa Rabbim, then there's no Isra of Yichud. Okay? That has to be defined as well. What's Rishusa Rabbim? What's Pesach Pesuach? <clears throat> I've, I've definitely heard people making the mistake where they assume if they leave the door open a little bit, then there's no Isra of Yichud. But you have to ask the question, how likely is it that someone's going to barge into your home? Right, so, <laughs> depends where you live, yes. If you're in a bungalow colony in the summer, and that's mamish maisim b'chol yom, you might knock as you walk inside, hi neighbor! So then that'd be a fine, a fine heter of Pesach Besuach. However, in most neighborhoods, even if you're very friendly with your neighbors and friends, people don't just walk into your house. So to have it open slightly is likely not the heter of Pesach Besuach. We'll have to explore more what that would be. But in a case of a situation where somebody could walk in at any time, or even if you set that up to be the situation, let's say with the babysitter situation, right? You have a 16-year-old girl taking care of your 10-year-old son, and you want to avoid Yichud. So you could tell them we have a few friends and neighbors, the police department and the fire, that they're going to come over at some point just to check on you and make sure everything's okay. And you actually tell where they will catch the police stop over and walk in unannounced. Does that have to happen? It doesn't have to happen. However, if you always give that excuse for Yichud and they never come in, at some point it's no longer a valid excuse, right? So it has to be a real possibility. So if an office door is locked, and like 20 people are in the office, so that's not Pesach because it's locked, but at any time, one of the other people in the office could walk in. If it's locked, how'd they walk in? Well, no, everybody has to code. It's, it's oh, a oh, oh, oh. Yes, so even if it's locked, we would say technically, or halachalamaisa, as long as people could walk in, that would have the heter of Pesach Pesuach. What happens if you have like glass, glass walls? So if you have glass walls, we have a massive window where everyone from outside can see you, that would also be Pesach Mesuach. Could walk in, I thought, with the neighbors. It doesn't work like that because they wouldn't just walk into your house. Well, neighbors wouldn't just walk in, but if you have people who are walking by the street 
in contrast to I have a big window, but it's facing my enclosed backyard, that wouldn't do anything. Right, but right? if you open a window... You open you a window. Have, or if you have a window to the Rishis around, but you have other private rooms in the house that don't have windows, that also... Right, meaning the header of the window would only be... In that room. If the time that I'm in the house, I'm only right, in this room. In room. Right. But that would mean I couldn't go to the kitchen or to the bedroom, or to, right? It's a limited header. But these are the two main leniencies we find in Shas, Baila Be'ir and Pesach Pesuch L'Rishis Arabim. Now we have a story. How does this translate to a camera? It's a good question. We have an answer. Okay. <laughs> and what? Right, when it comes to a camera, can that be in place of Pesach Pesach L'Rishis Arabim? And this we'll find could be a, a very, very helpful way out of Yichud when it comes to maybe therapy sessions or other situations where it's going to be very difficult to have a real Pesach Pesuach. Oftentimes, it's also very difficult to have a video camera. But it, but it could be very helpful. We'll get there. That could still help as long as she doesn't know. Right? Let me share with you a story. This is Mamish Maisa Shehoyah. Rabbibi Ikla Lebei Rav Yosef. We know that Rabbibi and Rav Yosef used to play kickball together. Right? They were good friends. So he was over at Rav Yosef's house and they were eating. Basar de Karich Rifto. After they broke bread together, Amr Lahu, Rav Bibi said to Rav Yosef, Shekili Darga Mituse Bibi, please remove the ladder from underneath me. So they were eating on the, the second story, and it's clear that it was Rav Bibi, Rav Yosef, and Mrs. Rav Yosef. The three of them were eating lunch together. Then, Rav Yosef and his wife are going downstairs, and it sounds like Rav Yosef was going out for a little bit to do some shopping. Sir Bibi said, remove the ladder so I can't get downstairs to avoid any problem of Yichud. That's the story. So, so the Gemara has a kasha on Rabibi. Why do you say remove the ladder? Rav Yosef wasn't going to a different city. He was going out. It's Bala Be'ir. Ein choshishin mishum Yichud. Gemara answers, Shiny Rabbibi Dishushvante Havoy Vigaisabe. Rabbibi was different because he was in the same carpool with Mrs. Rav Yosef. When they were growing up together, they were friends, they were neighbors. Rashi has an expression of balas bris. They were a close family friend. And therefore, this is the expression of Gaisabe. You're very familiar, very comfortable with somebody. The Gemara is telling us that when you're Gaisabe, the heter of Baal Be'ir doesn't work. Right? So it's a major exception to the leniency of Baal Be'ir. And I guess it makes sense. Well, of course it makes sense. But the Hezber would be that there is a concern of maybe he'll walk in like Rashi says. Or Lefidah Rambam, there's an Ema. And that's a blockage. However, if there's a real feeling of comfort and you have history and there's a, there's a friendship, so then that's not sufficient for us to feel that there's no problem. And the Isra of Yichud would apply. Does this like, require people to be true with themselves? Or is this like, is there a gather? Like what's considered a... So generally, we're, we're always trying to be true with ourselves. <laughs> especially when it comes to Avodas Hashem and Halacha Lemaisa. And the Surah de Raisa, yes. Have to be true, have to be honest, 
And a lot depends on context. There is a whole debate amongst the, the poskim, how much of a relationship does there have to be to be considered gaisobe? But uh, let's just take a regular case where the mamish grew up together, they're friends. So here's the $64,000 question. If gaisobe takes away the heter of Baal Ba'ir, would it also take away the heter of Pesach Pesach L'Shusarabim? So we don't find anywhere in Shas that Gaisabe would take away the heter of Pesach Pesach. We only find the taking away of Baal Ba'ir. Because they're fundamentally different. How Pesach are they fundamentally different? Pesach Pesach, you're, you're embarrassed from any person that's walking in. It's not just that here. I'm looking Bible for years. more fundamental, more it's fundamental. Oh, right. Even though the Gemara has the same expression of Ein Choshishin Mishum Yichud, you could argue conceptually they're mamish different worlds. Baila Be'ir is a heter for Yichud, but there's still seclusion that's taking place. Pesach Pesuach, Pesach Pesuach L'Rishus Rabim, you could argue that's mutter because it's not Yichud. If that's the case, then it could very well be that, that Gaisabe would not take away the heter of Pesach Pesuach. They could be that. very friendly. Yeah, Rashi was saying Pshad and Baal right? But when it comes to Rishu Sarab and Pesach Pesuach, even if they're very friendly, the Chorah doesn't take away the fact that we're not Be'yichud. Nothing's going to happen. Now, this is, this is a machlokis in the Achronim and the Nosei Kelim and Shulchan Aruch. The, uh, the Chelkis Mechokek and the Beishmul seem to assume that Gaisabe would also take away the heter of Pesach Pesuch Levishus Rabbim. They don't feel it's different enough from Baal Be'ir. And the Taz held that, uh, no, Pesach Pesuch means it's, it's ois yichud. You're not in seclusion. And therefore, even Gaisabe would... Uh, would not make it a problem. Maisa, the Gemara uses the same Lashem by both. Ein for exactly the identical Lashem for both Hetero. It does. It does. Interesting to say it means two different things. Well, it, it, it means the exact same thing, that you're not concerned for Yichud. The question is, maybe they're based on different Svaras. Okay. Anyway, those, these are a few, a few Heterim we have. Um, what our job is going to be, and I think we'll have to save this for next week, is how do we apply these, these general guidelines to cases of getting back to the stepchildren or adopted children, babysitters, going for a doctor's visit, right? I want to share with you one more yesod, just a building block, and then we'll call it here. And this is a Mishnah that I do not have photocopied, so you have to believe me that it exists. The Mishnah says, and pay base in Kedushim, that anyone who's isko im hanashim, right, his job is that he works with women, then there's an iser yichud on him. Okay, so what is that teaching us? There's an iser yichud on everybody. So you find in the Rishonim two different ways of learning this Mishnah. In the world of Rashi and Tosvos, they try to explain that because he's iskoim hanashim, there's more of an iser yichud on him. What does that mean? So the way Rashi learns is that even though generally speaking, 
Rashi's shita is that one man and two women, that's for sure also, that was the Mishnah. But Rashi held that one man and three women, <coughs> assuming they're ksherim, that would be okay. And what the Mishnah is teaching you is that a person who's iskuim hanashim, then even one man and three women is aser. Tosus has a little bit of a different approach. He feels that, in general, it doesn't make a difference how many women there are. If it's only one man, even if it's three or four women, that's still problematic. The way Tosus learns the Mishnah is, if you have someone who is iskuim hanashim, then even if his wife is together with the group of others, that doesn't take away the Isra of Yichud. Generally, we have a concept of ishto mishmarto, that his wife can serve as a shomeris, that nothing's going to happen. Okay, but that's one approach in the Rishonim is, we have a more stringent definition of Yichud for a person who's so familiar with, with women. One additional man would help, but his wife wouldn't. An additional man would help, but his wife wouldn't. That's what it seems like, which is a very interesting question, right? Yes. However, you look in the Rush, and the Rush has a whole different reading of the Mishnah. The Rush understands that Isquim Hanashim is a reason to be more makel, not to be more machmir. Why would you be more makel with someone who's iskoim hanashim? And by the way, that means, you know, let's say he sells women's clothing or he's a doctor, you know, for women. Why would you think you should be more makel? So the rush quotes from other Rishonim that you might think that he's either Torah um, b'malachto. This is what he does for a living it's the type of environment that would never come to an Isser because he he's, he's, has a professional mindset. Or you might think that if there's no other way of making a Parnassah, this is what he does for a living. What are you going to tell him to do? Stop being a doctor? Stop selling clothing? This is your, this is your Parnassah. So you might think there's room to be more mekel, and the Chiddush of the Mishnah is, no, he has the same din. He's afraid to mess up his business. Right, so there are a few different svaras that are thrown out as to what the Havamina would have been. Either because he's afraid to get a bad reputation, if he does anything inappropriately, he's going to kill his whole Parnassah. Or you could argue he's osik b'malachto, and therefore maybe it's not as likely for anything inappropriate to happen. Or you could say, listen, this is a Parnassah, what are you going to do? But whatever you might have thought, the Chiddush of the Mishnah, the Kamash Milan is, no, you have the same halacha as any other Jewish man. Yichud applies to you as well. That's how the Rush learns the Mishnah. So this is going to be also very nogeya lemaisa. It's not more strict. It's not more strict. But according to the Rush, it sounds like all of the, the, the svaras that you might have thought as to why the Mishnah has to teach us that he has the same status as any other person it sounds like those svaras don't count. That's the Chiddush of the Mishnah. So does that mean, if you have um, a lady visiting the doctor, then, listen, we, we learn from the Mishnah that even if it's iskoim hanashim, where you're tarad b'malachto, or you don't want to ruin your reputation, or you don't want to kill your parnasa, none of those things actually serve as a hetter, and therefore you can't use any of those svaras to create a hetar yichud. That's what it sounds like from the rush. So based on some of this groundwork, we'll have to continue next time and go through some more cases in the, uh, in the real world. It's a Shemiz Borah. The fact that you have